Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel and today I'm with my man Mitchell Tennis and we are talking the 9-17, the Thursday MLB slate. The main slate's a small one. It's Thursday, it's getaway day, it's it's these early games. We'll get um, uh, only seven game slate, I think it looks like. So we'll see how it goes. Mitchell, man, how you doing tonight? We're good. That uh, pay up for Salvador Perez, a catcher, worked worked for me. He hit a home run, scored 18 or 20, I think. So that wasn't too bad. Not too bad. Unfortunately, the DeGrom call, everybody was on. Not that it was a you thing or a me thing, but uh, he was right. a little injured. Only a couple innings. So if you had a couple lineups where you pivoted off of him for any reason, maybe went to Cole. I don't even know how well D he did. I've just been depressed all night thinking about how DeGrom's probably not going to win the Cy Young <laughs> with an ERA of 2.08. But, you know, it is what it is. But there's been some other guys out there that did well. Um, so we're we're always here for it. So Mitchell and I are going to go game by game. It's a quick slate. It's only six games. I'm, I apologize, not even seven. Uh, we're going to go game by game, talk about the pitchers, talk about some stacks, and we'll roll right along with it. So we're going to start with these New York Yankees and Buffalo Blue Jays. Aaron Judge is back. We have Giancarlo Stanton back. I guess the first question I have for you to ask you is over under – 11 games for the two of these guys in the same lineup for the rest of the season. Uh, under. Under 11? They're, I love it, man. I'm all for it. They're talking They're talking about easing Stanton back in. There we go. Because he sat, he sat tonight, played one game, sat. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Getting well, him ready for the playoffs. Yankee stacks are going to be weird, so we're previewing this the night before. So, obviously, again, we'll have to see who is playing in these lineups. But in terms of pitching in this game, we have Tanaka on the hill up against Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson's been pretty bad this year. Tanaka, I feel like, is the epitome of consistency ERA just above 334Ks. Not great, not bad, but definitely does what we need him to do. Anything in terms of the pitchers for this game, or are we going to do the same as yesterday and pretty much just try and fade it as much as possible? I don't hate Tanaka. Obviously, with six games, there's not a lot of cheaper pitching options. So mm-hmm. Tanaka's probably one of your best bets below 8K, really. Once you get below him, it's Anderson, Lugo, Lyles. You really don't love love any of them. So I don't, I, I don't hate taking shots at Tanaka. Cole pitched pretty well tonight. And then I'm going to pick on Chase Anderson a little bit with the Yankees getting healthy. I mean... Uh, Stanton down at 4,300. I'm going to hit that while it's still down there. Well, it's price is still down there. If Clint Frazier starts, he's still just raking the ball for him since he got called up. And then Voigt is below 5K for some reason, even though he keeps slapping dingers. So yeah. those are the – they just – obviously the Yankees have a lot of power and Stanton at 43 and Frazier at 43 and – even if Gleber plays, he's down at uh, I believe forty-two now. Yeah, forty-two. Yeah, been, so, Gleber Torres has been terrible this year. It's no, but uh, well, I'm just saying their, their yeah. prices yeah. are their prices mm-hmm. are reasonable. You can you can definitely get them get them in at. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's definitely a stack to be had there, um, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this Yankees team. I I think I'm going to lean with you. I'm going to take the under on eleven games with those two guys, and that's just a line I created myself. But it felt pretty good when I said it. So um, I, I think I'm going to take the under on that one. So uh, anything on the Buffalo side? I mean, I know you said you like Tanaka as a pitcher. Usually we don't then want to pick on those types of guys in terms of the the stacks on the other side. 
No, Toronto's been slumping a little bit lately. I like Tanaka because obviously they're just still young with Bouchette, mm-hmm. Biggio, Vlad uh, Guerrero Jr., Guriel. I mean, they have they just have eat strikeout upside, and I know Tanaka's not a an amazing strikeout pitcher, but the the Blue Jays offer that, and like I said, I, there really isn't much for pitching. You're kind of throwing darts at the wall once you get below Tanaka for today's slate. That is for sure. So moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, we have Dakota Hudson on the Hill, 8,200. It's actually looked pretty decent this year, 292. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've watched all of his starts, but, you know, stat watching a little bit. Last few games, hasn't given up much um, more than three, actually only given up more than three runs in one game this year. So that's always something that we like to see little homer a couple dingers but that is what it is i mean it's only five or six games at this point a couple k's nothing too crazy a little bit upside but not too much and then on the hill for the pirates we have steven brault who's been bad we always love to pick on pirates hitting so i guess you know we're not going to pick pick on pirates pitching we're not going to play too much steven brault but uh how much dakota hudson how uh, you know if you're going to make 10 lineups how many shares especially on DraftKings, where we get two pitchers are you gonna roll with him i'll probably go around three uh the Pittsburgh, they just don't – I think they're second, third, something like that, fewest in mm-hmm. home runs hit in the league. They just – they don't have power. They really don't – they're another really young team that struggles to even hit the ball, a lot of strikeouts. I I just – if the ball stays in the yard nowadays in the MLB, it seems like pitchers, pitchers have, can do pretty well and succeed. So I don't hate them at 8,200. And then we're going to obviously stack against Brault. I mean, and, obviously yeah. you're going to look at Goldschmidt right away, righty. They're not. They're not expensive at all, man. Saint, like Goldschmidt's the most. No, expensive. yeah, forty six hundred. I mean, if you want to get kind of deep that into is. this lineup, Yachty at thirty three. Um, you know, we love paying down for catcher. It's really not a bad yeah. spot to be. No, and then Edmund at forty two. He's been hitting the ball well lately. De Young at thirty nine. So and then you, even their outfield, you can use the salary savers, Tyler O'Neill and Ravello at thirty three hundred. So the Harrison Bader at twenty four. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do with this St. Louis lineup against Brawl to allow you to get the Yankees or some guys in the Colorado game. We'll talk about later. Yeah, that, that Colorado game is going to be fun. And there's a reason Harrison Bader is at 2,400, but he's popped a couple games, uh, a few games of double-digit DK points, which, hey, uh, you really don't need him to do too much at 2,400 to no. hit that value, which is what we always like to see. Uh, moving on. Um, so as I was uh, boasting on here about how not so great you Darvish did in his last start. Uh, DeGrom goes out there, two innings, three earned, and pretty much my season as a Mets fan is over. So it was a fun 60-game season. It was pretty useless. I'm going to watch the playoffs, but I'm not going to be happy about it. So moving on to this Mets-Phillies game. Uh, looks like, as you said before, we have... So we talked about Aaron Nola last night because he was on the slate. Ended up, Zach Wheeler started. So we're going to talk about Aaron Nola again tonight. He's much more expensive tonight considering that the slate isn't as big. So Aaron Nola is at 10-1. Um, you can also grab Seth Lugo at 7,100. Um, in terms of a starter, he's had three starts, maybe four, I want to say. I think it's four at this point. Um, yeah. Has done okay. Um, I liked him out of the bullpen more because Edwin Diaz sucks. I know his numbers look good this year, but he's a terrible closer. But um, Seth Lugo at 7,100. I know you were cool with the Mets lefties last night up against Nola, so I'm half to assuming 
that you're cool with the Mets lefties again tonight up against Nola. And the Mets actually just scored as of recording, so they're winning in the top of the ninth inning. But uh, talk to me again. Are, are we still hanging out with those Mets lefties? Yeah, Nola, he's really good against righties, obviously. Like I said last night, 42.3% K rate against righties. Drops to 26 against lefties. Not that that's huge. But it's, you know, a 17, a 17% difference. So obviously he struggles more against lefties. I haven't looked what are what are the lefties prices. But for Lugo, I like pitching him against this Philadelphia. If um, Real Muto's out again, the, the Philly lineup is, again, pretty thin. I mean, you got really kind of McCutcheon, Harper, and Didi that you really got to worry about other than that it's you know guys like scotty kingery andrew knapp so they're they're pretty thin they're it's taking forever but the lefties yeah michael conforto he's at 5k uh dom smith 4500 as i said it last night uh, dom smith might have a higher ops than fernando tatis jr just saying uh you can grab robbie cano at 41 i know you're loving some robbie cano and you grab brandon nimmo at 38 wilson ramos at 35 uh andres jimenez at 34 so the mets obviously have a lot of lefties in their lineup um and i think hey you can get it pretty cheap. Sounds like you can get a pretty solid game stack here up against Nola. So I have to assume you're not going to be pitching too much Nola, um, especially at that 10-1 price tag. No, I'm, not. I'm probably going to go Bieber and Valdez against Texas for my for my main Going to pick on pitchers. Texas. I like that. Yeah. Picking on Texas. All right. So uh, let's hop, as I said, six games late. So we're pretty much halfway through. Let's hop over to this Cleveland-Detroit game. As you said, we're going to be taking Shane Beaver at 10-9. Don't actually know why his price tag came down. That's kind of weird. Uh, I thought, especially on a slate like this, he'd be at 11, and it's not even close uh, or, or above it. But going up against the Tigers and rookie, hopefully, Phenom slash Sensation, Casey Mize, hasn't been great this year, unfortunately. But again, it's his rookie season. It's a weird season. Cross our fingers and hope for better next year, I guess. But this Cleveland team really hasn't done that great in terms of offense. So maybe, maybe, you never know. Uh, talk to me about Bieber and tell me why he is in a smash spot. Yeah, he he's facing a high strikeout team. He's got 43% K rate against righties. 39.7 against lefties. And if we just read off some of Detroit's uh, players' strikeout percentages, you got 24%, 27, 22, 24, 41, 27, 37, Jesus 25, Christ. 35. So, I mean, the, strike, the strikeout upside is just it's just unreal in the spot for him at 11K. He could give up two dingers and three runs and still end up getting close to 30 in the spot. So, it's, it. just, it's just a hard spot to avoid. So obviously not picking any Detroit hitters. And then I don't mind Cleveland hitters against um Mize. They a lot the Cleveland has got a lot they traded some players, got injuries. So they're gonna allow you a lot of salary savers like Mike Freeman with uh um uh Josh Naylor, mm-hmm. Luplo, Mercado, Tyler Naquin, those are all guys twenty six hundred and under. And obviously not all of them are going to start because most of those guys are outfielders, but you'll have to you'll have to end up looking to see who who plays. But that'll pretty much allow you to get really probably whatever stack whoever you want as far as pitching as well. And also those other uh, two bats in that Cleveland lineup, Lindor and Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two that doesn't hurt. So uh, let's now hop over to this Texas Houston game. As you said, you're probably looking to play a little for. 
Framber, I guess. Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez. Love it. That sounds fantastic. Um, some solid K upside. A uh, bunch of games over 5Ks. A uh, bunch of games over 5Ks, which is pretty sweet. He even has a double-digit one in there. Last time out against Texas with seven innings, three earned, eight Ks. Not too bad. Hopefully, we can get rid of the, some of those earned runs. And then we have, who's this? Jordan Lyles for the Rangers, who, oh, my God, he is very bad. Um, hasn't let up more, less than three runs in a start this year. So that's insane. All right, yeah. I think where we're going for some stacks, I think where we're going for some pitching. Talk to me a little bit about Valdez and why you just love picking on this Texas team so much. Texas is just they're pretty much in they're done with the season. They're ready for their youth movement. Uh, the guys that the guys they're playing, there's their leadoff hitters at thirty three percent strikeout rate. Uh, their third hitters above twenty percent. Gallows at forty three percent. It's just the the strikeout rate is massive. They have the only guy that really scares you in this lineup is Joey Gallo. He's a lefty, mm-hmm. and uh, Valdez has almost a thirty percent K rate against lefties. So. What's if, what's if Gallo's it, pay rate if you have that in front of you? Uh forty three point eight percent. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. In terms yeah. of attacking Jordan Lyles on that uh on the um uh here we go on the pitching side for the Houston stack, where are you looking to go with that? Again, as we talked about last night, the Houston bats haven't been as fantastic as they have been the last couple of years, but I still think this is a great spot to uh to pick and choose. Yeah, Lyles actually has uh, uh, his ISOs 100 points higher for righties, which is kind of a surprise being his right-handed pitcher. But with that being said, I really like a lot of these Astros because they're so cheap. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got Altuve at 3,600. When's the last time we seen him there? Yeah, right. I mean, granted, I know he's struggling, but he's actually been starting to hit a little bit lately. And then... Bregman's the one that stayed up at 5,100. Kyle Tucker, 4,400. Michael Brantley, 3,500. Josh Reddick, 27. So they just allow you to do whatever. And they're in a, I believe Lyles gives up two home runs per nine innings. Oh, there we go. Is the number. So you're, you're definitely, you're definitely looking for one home run out of that out of that stack somewhere. You just got to get the, get the guy. Just got to get there. Um, and yeah, Michael Brantley routinely uh, criminally undervalued. I don't understand that. So let's get to the fun game. We got a Coors game. Not only do we have a Coors game, we have the Dodgers in Coors. We have Julio Urias on the hill for the Dodgers. It's in Coors. We're not playing him. He's been pretty solid this year. 3-5 ERA, 38 Ks. Um, has actually pitched six innings in multiple starts, which, I mean, it feels like he's a prospect, but the dude's been up for like five years now. I think he's actually in arbitration at this point. Uh, we also have Kyle Freeland on the hill. Pretty solid, honestly. Um, you know, it's always nice when Colorado can find a pitcher. Kyle Freeland's been solid this year. Not the best, but hey, dude pitches out of course. What do you want from him? Um, in terms of this game, are you are you trying to pick on Freeland a little bit more? I mean, it, it's fun to see these Ash, or I'm sorry, these Dodgers bats aren't that much more expensive than they are on a routine night. Now you're throwing them into cores. Yeah. I mean, I assume also, though, 
this is going to be the easiest, you know, stack. Stack is going to be crazy chalky as well. So, oh, I yeah. guess you got to pick and choose your spots. Right with the smaller slate, you know, everybody's yeah. going to see. Oh, it's the Dodgers. Oh, they're in Colorado too. This is, you know, but they're like AJ Pollock still forty two hundred. A righty facing a left-handed pitcher in Coors. Um, Betts is at six thousand, so his price really hasn't changed. Kike's at 41. The, I, I like the Dodgers because their prices, I mean, they didn't hardly change at all compared to a regular night playing, you know, in LA or something. So yeah. it's it's hard to it's hard to ignore that. As far as Colorado goes, really the only guys that I would touch as far as hitters would be the two big righties in Arenado and Trevor Story. Other than that. I don't really like a ton from Colorado. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think you can I, – I totally agree. I mean, I think uh, Story Arenado – Arenado hasn't been the same Arenado this year, unfortunately. Right. We haven't had those crazy uh, – and we've had some highlight, obviously, grabs, but I don't know. He's been weird this year. As of late, hasn't really done much either. Honestly, I see one home run in his last 10 games. That's not really what we like to see out of him. Eight for the year. OPS under 800. OPS under 770. That's that's not great, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're in cores. You get a fun game Actually, stack with this one, I think. Ooh, what do you got? Eight. Something good? I didn't realize that Colorado's prices were that cheap. Oh. For some of their righties, like Hampson's mm-hmm. 33, Matt Kemp's 3,300. Pilar's only four thousand. I mean, yeah, that they're still playing in Colorado. Still playing in Colorado. I even don't think you could know. even use them as like one offs if you need to salary save for an upfield spot. You know, that's always go. an option as well. Grab some of those Mets lefties. Grab some of that Houston bats. Grab some of this Colorado game. It doesn't get much better than that. Roll with Bieber, of course. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe a little Tanaka. Maybe a little Dakota Hudson. We'll see. If you really are feeling frisky, you can grow. Grab Seth Lugo down at 7,100 if you want to really, really stack that Dodgers Got to fill in for DeGrom. Yeah. Somebody, shit, man. Somebody asked that. <laughs> terrible now. No playoffs. Nothing. The Miami Marlins are going to beat us to the playoffs, dude. It's bad. It's a bad year to be a Mets fan. But... Mitchell, appreciate the hell out of you, man. That was an easy one. Easy six-game slate, nothing too crazy about it. Where can everybody find you on the internet, man? Yeah, on Twitter at Mitchell101, T-H-O-E-N-N-1. On Instagram at MitchellTennis, T-H-O-E-N-N-E-S. And then in the Discord at BombCarlo15. Bob Carlo 15 Mitchell has articles for us on the MLB GPPs Saturdays and Sundays. So you can get his five favorite plays uh, on MLB or do you do every position for MLB, right? I depends on the slate. I guess that's true. I like that. Don't, don't give people shit information. That's not why we're here. Yeah. The six, the six games I usually try to just do kind of stacks then because it's hard to, you know, get a, player that you're comfortable with from each position at that point so i like yeah, that and we appreciate that. we want good information we don't want more information we want good information as mitchell Hell said yeah. you can find him on twitter you can find him on instagram you can hang out with him in the discord chat at bomb carlo 15 you can find us all in the discord chat and if you want to you can get the discord chat free for seven days windailysports.com backslash chat 
You get the expert Discord chat for seven days. You get to hang out with us with MLB. Still talking a little NBA. Obviously talking a lot of football. The U.S. Open just hit off. I mean, we're, we're talking about this 1030 Wednesday night, but it's going to be going off probably by the time you listen. So enjoy this. You can find me at Michael Raziel one Make sure to follow us at Wind Daily Sports. And for everybody here, for Mitchell, for myself, for the Wind Daily Sports family, I hope you make it a very... Yeah. 